Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 38. And we are so excited because this episode is knock you off your socks, faint, marble losing, just every adjective you can think of. This is what this episode is. We are so excited to get into it. So as you guys know, I am Mindy, and I'm going to be saying this again, but I'm almost 31, married, two kids. I'm doing an MBA, and I work at a professional services company. And today I have two awesome guests. And if you're a Patreon person, you know these people because they leave the best comments. We have Leslie and we have Lola on. And this is like Patreon stardom. So Leslie and Lola, please introduce yourselves and let everybody know who you are. Go ahead, Leslie. Oh, no, I was going to make you go first. You've been here longer. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Leslie. I am your resident marble catcher on Patreon, although I admit I dropped the ball, all of the balls, all of the marbles on this last episode um, in my non-Patreon, non-MPL life. Um, I am a opera singer and voice teacher by trade and profession. Obviously, the pandemic has put a little bit of a damper on that. So I am now a remote voice teacher, occasional music recorder and frequent uh mpl uh excited fan person so it's very happy to be here i suppose i should say i'm 24 i theoretically live in new york city um not married no children i think i would have remembered that happening um <laughs> we're, we're all and, uh, inside so that's we'll and, the second husband yes I'm making ends meet during the pandemic by being a freelance marble catcher <laughs> that is so cute. Well, hi guys. I'm Lola. You, I guess if you're on Patreon, you know me because I'm losing my marbles while Leslie is catching them. I don't know this <laughs> this episode. I don't know what happened to my marbles. I've just been like losing them constantly and I don't think I have any marbles left. Um, <laughs> I like doing also um, Midnight Poppyland fan art. I've I honestly don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just doing it <laughs> in terms of art. Um, in my real life work, I'm in my 30s, I'm married, I don't have any children, and I am a physician. Oh, so that's fantastic. pretty much it. That's, it's so cool because seeing like the, the range of, of occupations and like lifestyles that the fans have, I mean, Lily's story really connects to everybody, and it's so impressive. I know. It's quite the community that she's built here. I mean, who would have thought that she manages to make something where reading internet comments is not a terrible life decision? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why it took me because uh, I've been a patron of I've been a patron of Lily's for several months. I think I joined back in mid-January or so, and it took me until the end of March to realize that the internet comments on anything Lily posted were not a terrible place. It's be. only there. I think Webtoons <laughs> is maybe the exception. I don't know what's going on there, but the 
that's the only place that I comment. And it's mostly me just losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, the Patreon, I mean, for me, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I joined Patreon, I scrolled all the way back to the beginning so that I could read the comments because Lily leaves us like all these um, hints and like she expands on oh. the story in the Patreon and sometimes in the comments. So like you have to read all the comments, to, like get the full scope, <laughs> a little obsessed, a lot of them. It's, it's a treasure hunt. Oh, wow. I'm like <laughs> impressed that you went all the way back and recorded everything. I mean, wow. That is recorded. I mean, in my brain, I guess, recorded it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm still missing. I have like a couple of months to catch up on, but besides for that, I am all caught up. That's crazy. Yeah. So you guys ready to dive into the episode? Oh my God, wait. Heck yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my, my glasses because I'm old. Hang on, I think I have some marbles in the back here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was melting, melting, like melting yesterday. I was like a pool. Okay, so we started off, right? Poppy is, um, she puts her hands on his shoulder and oh, she's like, oh, you can bring braids with your hair, right? And I, I loved that part because like I, I had to scroll back to the episode before that where she was talking about just like junk food and Mm-hmm. then segue into wait braids <laughs> right so i think poppy is um quite in control of herself right like she presents this innocent demeanor but i think she has a strategy like she wants to touch torah and she kind of wants to fluster him and this is her way of doing it amen oh absolutely it's one of my favorite things about poppy <laughs> <laughs> you you just see she knows exactly what she's doing pretty much the entire time but she loves letting everybody think she's just she's that she's just cute and fluffy. Mm-hmm. She is cute and fluffy, but she is she is driving that car underneath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I right. love. I I mean, and going back to what we were, you know, what they were doing or talking about before, I wanted to, because I, it obviously to me this seemed like wait out of nowhere, and I think that Poppy uses like this like change in in her conversation to like drive the conversation where she wants to he was talking about like making i kind of like making fun of her of her getting junk food and and i know that she loves the junk food and then she's like wait no braids like completely ignoring him and changing the conversation to what she wants so i mm-hmm. i think that also plays into her you know, I want to look innocent, but re- in reality, she's the one driving the car. Tora car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And Tora looks really flustered. Like, he kind of looks flustered, but then he shows no, like, he doesn't contradict her. He doesn't try to stop her. He just, oh, yeah. right away, you want to touch me? Sure. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm confused, but I don't have a problem with this development. <laughs> right. He's like, he quickly recovered. He's like, oh, braids? Sure. And then, like, here's my, like, elephant memory. I remember your French braids at Chevy's. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess he didn't know they were French braids. That's me. But they, they were, what What were they called? Uh, oh, just he just called them braids. Yeah. I thought he had some weird, like, braid thing. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you haven't been doing this lately. Wait. 
Oh, we see you. We see you also, Tora. We see you paying more attention. Oh, than yeah. Why willing to let on? Well, he's remembering yes. her hair. I'm like, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's just been sort of. Maybe the taser just got him to this place where he just immediately agrees with whatever. I love that he can't even think about it. The taser is making him remember things. Extremely and and <laughs> extremely obedient immediately. I um, so like I said on Patreon, like that taser is gonna be like a Pavlovian response. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm like sweating here. <laughs> uh, that that taser is now the third main character in this for sure right and something that's interesting that poppy says is right away she says yeah i figured if i'm hanging out you know with you tonight i should let my hair down to the wild side and you know you see from here like poppy's used to being um very uptight oh, she's yeah. you know focused on work focused on doing the right thing and tora is like kind of a, her release which is something i think tora worries about at the end of the episode we'll get to that but like he's worried if she's using him just just as a release I yeah. think that it's also her voicing what Tora represents to her. Like she can, you know, live on the wild side. How she's saying that is it, you know, her feeling a little bit more carefree around her, around him. Sorry. Um, and then I think that makes Tora a little bit uncomfortable. My my guess is that he then goes like wild huh i can show show you wild which mm-hmm. by the way yes please <laughs> but i think that sometimes tora um you know will feel maybe not uncomfortable maybe he does feel comfortable around her but he kind of like defaults to that humor and like teasing her mm-hmm. which i i love Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody, yeah. I, I think it was Patty on, on Patreon say that, like, he uses you to deflect when he doesn't want to get serious. Yeah. And absolutely. Right. It's like and wild. Basically. And then, I mean, come on now. You are showing your true colors right there. <laughs> yep. It's interesting. You know, he deflects in, in, in certain ways, depending on the context. And I think it, it absolutely gives him away because. You know, with with other people when he's when he's dealing with the with the clan and things like that, his deflections are usually like violence and intimidation. And with her, it's like he just he can't stop making innuendos. If he tried right. something else, it just wouldn't come out. Thank God, though. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, because he just he digs himself into deeper and deeper holes with it, and he can't help himself. I mean, I'm I'm here yep. for it, and I absolutely am. I'm here also for that tattoo that seems to be creeping up his thigh a little bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to point that out. You just wondering how high that thing goes, Lola? Oh, girl, <laughs> more than right. And it's funny. So, so Poppy says, you know, oh, would it kill you to stop being a perv? And I, I think that was very telling. You know, Tor was like, oh, I'll stop being a perv, and you can be gentle for just one night. And to me, that right away, if you're talking about innuendo, that to me goes like, oh, after, after, after she yanked his hair in the single oh, greatest act of fan girl. service that Lily has yet dished up, and that includes most of Secret Garden. That panel, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, help me. You know several thousand phones got thrown across the room. Uh, in that nine included. 
uh, he's making that face like I'm annoyed, but no, I know deep down he's like, yes, do it again. Not even that. Not even that deep. Nope. I love that. Right. Like, you know, always right. gentle bra, which I I don't know if. To you guys, it seemed this way, but like to me, it was a little bit of like maybe he she was establishing boundaries with him, um, kind of like going or switching her her language to how he talks, which is more like street mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, a little bit of code switching. Code switching. That's exactly what I was thinking. And something that you also notice is like Tora is used to everybody around him being intimidated by his physicality and his physical ability. Mm-hmm. And Poppy <laughs> is quite abusive to him. You know, Poppy like hits him all the time. Oh, I he, love that. You know, Taser, stairs, hair pulling. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, you know, it's something remarkable that he feels safe. Everyone else is intimidated by him, but Poppy feels safe enough, safe around him. And she tells him so deliberately also later. And I think because she, you know, the whole, the whole, what Poppy is to him is she sees through his tough demeanor and she sees his soft inside. And she reaches out and touches his hair multiple times. Oh it's not being I mean, the first instance. How like when they're running after Mr. Lamb, her first instinct, instead of, you know, is after sizing up the suited gangster in front of her is, let me touch his hair. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. looks soft. I mean, same. Yep. I want to touch that hair too. <laughs> Yeah. So this is like just, you know, the, the whole cartoon is like weaving together like the relationship between them and how they they have something unusual that they, neither of them have experienced with other people before. Mm-hmm. So now Tora brings up the the moment <laughs> where she's coming down the stairs. I love her. Right? Face. Gonna bring it up, right? Ang- angry cursing Muppet chucked down the stairs. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did not invent that phrase, but oh, how I wish I did. <laughs> angry, angry person Muppet. Yep. Muppet. I love that. <laughs> her face there i love it she's like sweating bullets <laughs> now she's like please don't make me talk about my feelings please don't make me talk about my feelings right and she doesn't Tor and they don't talk she she just sidesteps it she's like i didn't mean to do that i was just embarrassed because of you know and then at this moment right what is she doing she's leaning up against him pushing herself here oh no girl right she knows what she's doing <laughs> i mean come on, you can't do this and not tell me like you don't know what you're oh, doing no, she's, she's like she... this is deliberate oh it was so deliberate and she is she is cackling internally i bet well yeah and then tora like is he has a badump and his blush right he's and, affected by this and then a badump 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 he's badump. having straight up tachycardia <laughs> yes all right. So she's using her, her softness and her um, like her sweetness to yeah, kind of like a I don't know, manipulate is the right word, but get her way. I'm, you know, part of me was like not surprised. I think that Tora was kind of like holding, you know, on to this and trying to like bring it up to her. I'm sure he was like, oh my god, I can't wait to like throw this in her face that she threw me down the stairs like as if he could not you know manage that i'm sure he was just holding on to that to tease her mm-hmm. and right yeah and you see like if you if you look at the panel right he's um she's saying forgive me pretty please and he says yeah forget about it i didn't hurt myself or anything sure. but then in the other circle his thoughts it says because of you know but don't so he's like thinking about what she said you know which is kiss uh-huh. and but don't this <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah tachycardia tachycardia for sure 
I mean, Poppy, she also, like, doesn't back down. She's just, like, doubling down. She's going, like, further in there into his yep. face. Despite him <laughs> looking, you know, like he's going to die. Yep. They're just, like, Tora's brain right now is just emitting sounds that only dogs can hear. He's just perilously <laughs> close to just popping a fuse and breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sure, like, before, when imagining this episode, I was sure he would, like, turn around and just, like, not start kissing her. Like, I really was, like, how is he going to control himself? Frankly, I'm amazed that that's not what happened. He's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's waiting for her to, I mean, if she would have kissed him there, he's not going to say no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, definitely not. But I think you're right. right. Like, he is a gentleman. And I think we have seen that for all if this and the, especially the this with the last episode kind of point anything out it's that as flirty and silly and sort of delightful as it is they're both the dance that they're both doing is extraordinarily careful of the important things to one another i think they both recognize that no even though they've only known each other a short time that that nugget of this is something really special don't don't screw it up is down in there. Mm-hmm. I think they've both seen it. I Right. And they're also very respectful of each other's boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think Moro does not want to push anything that, that she's not ready for it, which is why, again, we're going to get to the end, right? Which is like the question yeah. he asks her. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't get over how she's like, yeah, I'm asking for forgiveness, but I'm just going to press my body against yours and just like yeah. keep and, sneaking and- in there. Whisper this request very sweetly and very quietly right into your ear. Right, right. Oh, she's whispering that into his ear. Oh gosh, can can you can you forgive me? I'm so. But I'm gonna say no. Like he cannot. (laughs) I mean, between his heart going like a million miles a minute, and her, you know, pressing, he's not gonna be able to like say no. He's just gonna be like, yeah, sure, okay. He's extremely obedient, as we've established. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny because, like, um, I don't know about, about you guys, but like in terms of relationships, my, my father was like a very, very soft, like soft man, and my husband's very much the same way. And he's also he's also like six foot four and like broad, but like maybe physically intimidating, but mm. like emotionally just a sweetheart. And Tora reminds me of that, like just a sweetheart. Oh, Tora is very- definitely a sweetheart. I think if mm-hmm. he had not been in the clan and. I mean, I guess I, I'm making here parallels to a sort of pride that you see that mm-hmm. even though like Ulan is, you know, so, you know, a war general and, you know, king, whatever. But when he, it comes to Yua, he is like a softy. There is a really cute panel in the very last episode that she's trying to kind of like summarize the rest of the story where Ulan is kind of like mm-hmm. drawn like a little puppy I think yes. that is, you know, very significant and very telling of what the true personality is. And I, I think Tora is the same way, even though he doesn't want to admit it because, you know, he's a badass or whatever. But yes, he's, he's a badass with a squishy side. <sighs> Thank God. And Poppy is a squish with a badass. I know. They compliment <laughs> like, each other. It's so great. It's just, ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So here, going back to um, like the episode. So she is like, oh, she, you know, again, her total deviousness. I'll throw in a shoulder massage if you'll forgive me. She's just like, and you can just, Tori's like, oh no, absolutely not. Absolutely so not. Let's in the book. Mayday. Yeah, Mayday. sure. Let's do massage. <laughs> massage shenanigans. I was like, tachycardia plus. Girl, you're going in for the kill right now. Like, but what? what is left? Are you going to straddle him? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah and then now here we have lily bringing in a sewer's bride right she's talking about how the soldiers and warriors of ancient naran used to wear braids and then she talks about ulan right the greatest king of northern naran wore his super long touching the ground so that's really nice of like lily to bring in her other you know cartoon here mm, and um yeah that's a great yeah and then Greg. Right. She does a lot of those for the fans. It's really I nice. think one of the of this panel that I really liked was like their like laughter. How look how freaking peaceful Tora looks. But and not only that, we get a little glimpse of his dimples. And mm-hmm. to me, that laughter and the dimple showing you know, is it like a physical expression of his true self? Because we see him showing dimples when he was like at Alice's, when he was like um, after he kind of like insulted pup, not insulted puppy, but um, when they were running off yeah, through the like alleyway and he's like, oh, um, are you done cursing me there? And she gets super flustered right. and you see the dimples. Like, I think that is the true Torah, the little sweetheart, mm-hmm. teddy bear, or Absolutely. teddy tiger. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just teddy. Teddy tiger. Teddy tiger. I. I fully support this name. This or daddy tiger. Or <laughs> that. Daddy. I love what you said about him being being so like relaxed here. Because I mean, when honestly have we ever seen? Tora like that even when he was over at um poppy's place the first time yeah. you know he was sort of frantically looking around for the notebook and worried about her and just on edge on edge on edge and this time you know he's sitting down with his back to yeah. her i mean how often is does somebody in the mafia ever he, i mean he was talking to you to you a couple episodes ago about like right. always feeling like some you know looking over your shoulder and here he is sitting on the ground with somebody immediately behind him and he's his guard is down enough that he's smiling with dimples. Like I don't think there's anything more extreme. I don't think there's any vulnerability more extreme for Torah, for Torah especially, than yeah. displaying his happiness. Because I feel like mm-hmm. that is what we see a little bit of that with with Vince taking mm-hmm. away Torah's trip to the beach oh, as a punishment. God. You know, it's like like. Imagine how scared Tora must have been growing up to ever express that he liked or cherished or found something joyful. Because I think the second he did that, that would have been the thing that was held up over his head as a bargaining chip, as a training thing. And here he is, you know, with a shitting grin, laughing with nipples <laughs> and somebody standing behind his back. It's the complete opposite of his entire life in the mafia. Yeah. And I, I mm-hmm. also love that he's like, you better make me look good. Like, you're so vain. <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> and, and of course, Poppy says, of course I'm going to make you look good. Like, what the hell do you take me for? Actually, excuse it's funny because I actually thought it was um, 
I don't I don't see Toro as the kind of guy who actually is concerned about his looks because I think he knows he looks good no matter what he does. Girl. Um to me that's just yeah. a continuing like a joke. That you know, um like just more of his joking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think now, he, here. he loves seeing Poppy get defensive and flustered and indignant because I know hamster's angry. It's <laughs> but I mean he's truly enjoying himself, which Oh my god, swoon. Yeah. Yeah. And now he shares with her, like he's he brought her up to this place and he's telling her now that this is just some place that his friends discovered when they were kids. And he mentions the van, which we've talked, you know, the van is something that has appeared in previous episodes that um, you know, he and Poppy probably met when they were younger. Mm-hmm. But he's sharing with her this really special place for him. And if you see in the panel, like where he says we could do whatever the hell we wanted up here. No grown-ups, no cops, none of that shit. He's so he's like looking sad and nostalgic, and you really can see what it's mm-hmm. well, Let me also tell you, I think Poppy braiding his hair have him feeling so relaxed. Like he looks sad, but he he is also feeling relaxed with her to the point that he's opening up. Like he's telling her mm-hmm. about his childhood, which. I mean, he took her to Alice's. He took her here. Like, these are, like, very specific places to him that he feels safe. He feels safe at Alice's. Mm -hmm. And he feels that he can also keep, I guess, Poppy safe in in my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. He's getting away from, like, the real world for him is what I I had, you know, thought. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a kind of like a life that he like the little the little joys that he has had in a life that has not been full of them. Oh my god, I want to cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is special. And you see, and Poppy goes here how she was the complete opposite, and she gives us like a window into her life where she would get anxious if grown ups weren't around. And mm-hmm. you know, this is something Sura is helping her to break free from. You know, the anxiety and, like, the, the rigor, the strictness that she's used to living her life with. Mm-hmm. I, it does kind of underscore how sad it is, though, that for most of Poppy's life, she hasn't had adults around. Because I would, I, we don't mm-hmm. really see anything about her mother other than that, for whatever reason, she's not really in the picture. And then, of course, her dad died when she was really young. And there's, a, there's sort of a reflection there that she gets really anxious when adults aren't around and... She hasn't had adults around in a particularly meaningful way in her life for at least several years. And you just kind of wonder what unspoken anxiety and fears Poppy has been living with for the past several years, minimum. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. That's probably why she's attracted to, to Tora. And, you know, we're going to go a little bit later, right? We're going to see how Tora provides comfort for her. Um, Poppy's probably used to being having to be like the one in control and the one in charge, which is why she is very mature for a 21 year old. You know, like when she breaks up with jewelry, like breaks up when she has that incident with jewelry, she's right away in control. She doesn't think about it. She's working a, a pretty good job, you know, right out of college, going to the big city. And I think maybe for her, Tora is she sees that she can rely on him and he could be the strong one so she can let loose for once. Oh, I like that. I. I love that too. I also wanted to like ask you guys what you thought because the, there's that panel that's it says what if a bad person comes along and that's bolded and Ooh. like is it you know I'm maybe I'm like obviously overanalyzing things as always but 
um, is it a reference not only maybe to her experience as a kid, but to him because she calls him bug? I I think it's I think it's really subtle flirting. What if a bad person comes along? I might wind up on a hillside with them with my hands in their hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I need an yeah. adult. I need a responsible adult to stop me from doing this. Have you found one? <laughs> There's no adult here, girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need Parking another adult. <laughs> yeah. I think she's hearkening to his self-perception as well, right? Because he's said several yeah, times, so I'm a gonna do joke. Right. And she tells, you know, she told him at back at Alice's restaurant, you know, I don't think you're the bad person you appear to be. So she's showing him, you know, okay, this is how you refer to yourself. Mm-hmm. And not how I see you. Yeah. I, I think that's so a here, really good observation. Right. And then the next thing she does, she asks him more, right? She's interested again in his life. She asks him, what did you do up here? And Tora's response, and I, I can't remember who said this. It might have been one of you guys. It might have been someone else. Um, where he 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 goes into like scaring her, booze, drug parties, orgy, orgies, oh, yeah. and it's not he's not actually telling the truth. He's doing this to push her boundaries and to see what she'll accept about him mm-hmm. and if she's willing to accept even that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know who did it. Emily. Emily had this amazing analysis, and then she pointed out, right? He like smiles and like freaking out yet right he's like reflecting he's using humor and then Tommy he is ready to accept it because she's Emily contrasted it with a previous time where where Pura had um had told her something that was shocking and she wasn't ready to hear it but this time she is like she's startled but she's ready to ask for more she says go on what else did you do where she's she's opened yeah. up more to the idea of accepting him as he is yeah like when he when he was when they were talking about the notebook and the shoe back on her rooftop of the painting mm, and right you know it was an implicit i guess you shouldn't be here and instead this time she's i also like i mean going back to one of like the first episodes that he's like this is the hotline to us like uh what is it uh, um, the, the hotline to a lethal, lethal weapon. weapon right An outrageous pickup line. that's super outrageous mm-hmm. but then he's like I thought you would you look like the kind of person who would believe that and I think he's here also like you look like the kind of person who would believe that I would be having orgies here um maybe there's a little bit of a truth in 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 his joke too you know but I I think um what what's more interesting is like later that then he's like I'm you know like I'm just kidding you know like give me Mm-hmm. Give me some credit here. It's it's right. interesting also, I think, how, I mean, you know, so much of a relationship, like, yeah, you know, you have to have fundamental compatibility and, you know, comparable life experiences in complementary ways, but also, like, you have to build a relationship with a person. And it's interesting seeing, especially in this, the last episode in this one, how they each make little tiny choices to that are like little tiny leaps of faith, little tiny building blocks of, of trust mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure that, that Poppy on some level is like, I don't actually quite know if he's joking because he very well could have, you know, been doing like heroin and having orgies up here. I, I can't, I'm not quite sure, but I also am really attracted to this person and I'm kind of willing to, I'm kind of willing to like stretch my own boundaries because of this thing mm-hmm. that I really like about this person. And I'm just gonna, we're just gonna hold space for that. And so the, 
not really. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, she, what else? She's did getting you do? more comfortable. You know? She's comfortable. She's curious about him too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and she's willing to hold space for him. He's so hot. Like, yeah. I would be. Asking and she's willing to him. hold space for his like thug life. You know, and like mm-hmm. make herself okay with it in some ways. Sure. So, in a, which then makes Tora feel safer, and it's like, oh, well, maybe I can actually be vulnerable with real feelings. So it's really interesting right. how that like kind of silly teasing moment is also really significant in that way. And bringing them closer together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and then when she responds, like when he's like, oh, you no, know, skateboarding. She's like, oh, that's cute. He he says that. How dare you call me cute? <laughs> I die. Mm-hmm. You would have. Oh my god. I, huh. he's, been, it, it, he's been staring at her ass for sure. <laughs> he also couldn't think of a better comeback. I right. And I think you know this is going back to like him flirting. To me, it's like a his weapon against Poppy. Like I'm gonna. You're making me uncomfortable. I'm gonna make you uncomfortable. Yep. Right. Just a spiral of mutual poopy, awkwardness. But Puppy has a taser. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then Puppy immediately buzzes him, which is hilarious. But it's also, you know, going back again, Poppy says that's cute. Who else tells Tora that's cute? You know, nobody. she sees something cute and sweet and innocent about him that nobody else sees him. Exactly. I think that's why he doesn't have a comeback for it. He's the, like, he has probably a whole Rolodex of smart comebacks to everything that everybody's ever told him about. Yeah. And cute is not a category. Right. Your ass is mm-hmm. cute. And he, like, irritated, <laughs> but I want... It's like the best he can come up on. With. <laughs> the fact that that's the first thing off his mind, you know that he's thinking about it. Oh my god, yes. For sure. I am getting warm here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I got a bag of marbles in in, in my car. You just let me know. No, leave me here <laughs> in his thighs. <laughs> okay, and then, so then Tora points out the graffiti that they did up there, right? And she's like, okay, he didn't do it. But then he, like, again, goes into more vulnerability. This is, like, a really, um, I think for, even for ordinary people, it's, it's hard to talk about your past and how you feel about missing people. So he said that, you know, all those people are gone, but part of them is still here. That's, that's a pretty profound line, even not for a thug. Guys, you know? I, I, I just wanted to point out before I forget, in this panel that you're seeing the graffiti, I had brought this up to, I don't, some of the girls um, from Patreon, that if you check on that right hand column, there is a graffiti that says hope. And <gasps> what? I know. Yeah, I know. We're analyzing the graffiti. We, we can't go by without analyzing all of it. Sorry, I'm like into this. Um, and to me, I think this has always been kind of like the underlying theme of Midnight Poppyland, the theme of hope. Mm-hmm. That is just my interpretation. You take that with a grain of salt. I'm just going to throw it out there and yeah. you tell me what you think. Of course. Yeah. I, that, that's exactly what it is, right? Poppy represents hope for Torah. And I think we also, you know, Torah represents something for her as well. I and so, I'm looking yeah. at what other people do. There's a crown, which, um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's, have we seen this crown before? Yeah. I, isn't that the Airy Street King? Yeah. Like, that was the in street. some other right. logo somewhere. Right. And on top of the roof, it says streets. I think that's part of Airy Street Kings. And then what else do we have? We have a, a dead smiley face. Okay. Oh, wow. We have a wow, right? I think it says wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What does it say on the left? That's J. Can't tell. And the panel, yeah, I don't know what the, the one with the, the arrow. Well, you know, knowing Lily, it's probably some significant clue that we'll come back to later. <laughs> we'll come back and comb through this with a fine tooth comb and a magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it's nothing. I don't know. I'm just being here like ridiculous, but I just wanted to point it out. Yeah, so here he says, okay, so now he, they, he drifted apart from all of them except for Quincy. So, you know, we're going to see now Quincy was there, Quincy was young. But he drifted apart from everyone. So we know, okay, Goliath, we know for sure he's, you know, whatever is the deal with him, we don't really know yet. But then oh, I know that, you know, the, <laughs> people have tried to speculate on who the other people in the picture are. They're like, oh, maybe it's Shark, maybe it's this guy. And so we know that he's drifted apart from everyone else in the picture. This, that's what this information, mm-hmm. this episode has given us. So now he mentions Quincy, and she goes like, Q, oh, Mr. Quincy, Benjamin's teacher? Are you saying he was also a baby thug? Baby. So clearly she was not associated with being a thug until now. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, inside joke, like, baby thug. Like, how cute is that? Baby thug, no. yeah. And then he's like, just a baby piece of shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this tour is just hilarious today. He... He's right. he's on one. Yeah, it's on a roll. It is like also very like typical older brother, you know, kind of that mentality. And also, you know, it's interesting. Somebody brought this up. I I don't personally think this is the case, but you know, it's always good to bring up these theories because, like I said, this is tinfoil cap <laughs> time. Yes. He starts off by saying Q, Mr. Quincy, and then someone was like, maybe she meant to say Kubi and Noyoko, and maybe she. This is an indication that she knows that um that he what's it called. I don't, to me, I don't see it, but you know, it could be. We don't know. We don't know what Poppy knows. That's like a big thing. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I see it indefinite. I think I'm. I think I am in the in the camp that says I think she's at least. I, I think I think she's figured it out, and for whatever mm-hmm. reason that we're not privy to yet. Um, as because we are not inside Poppy's head and Lily hasn't let us in there yet, <laughs> hasn't revealed right. it. Um, because I think I, I, I think that um, when she had her meeting with Mr. Lamb, I always mm-hmm. felt like he was showing her a picture of him, and that's, that's why she was so too. surprised and and also so much like, Leave it to me, I've got this. That's so that's, that's, too, that's the then... side of the tinfoil hat theory that I fall on. Right. So that's what I thought when I read that episode. But then in the next episode, when she's at home and she's like, oh, I haven't gotten any further along. And, you know, I really have mm-hmm. to get, you know, try to figure it out. Then I was like, OK, that sounded like so she didn't know who Tubi and Yoko was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess she saw the, his diary. She somehow knows maybe it's on the dark recesses of her mind and she just hasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're going to find out because, you know, you know, eventually we'll get there. Really, we'll let I mean, us know. It doesn't know. matter. I mean, plot wise at this point, like, I guess it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> well, we got to We got to get through like this night on the mountaintop and eventually we will figure out if she knows that the, the smutty fiction she was reading was um, beta read by Torah. Oh my God. <laughs> because when that happens, Poppy is going to short circuit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so now we have um, baby thug Quincy and, you know, saying, oh, I saw you cutting class yesterday again, which again shows you that Pura continually cuts class again, which is not surprising. Oh, yeah. 
And then both him and Goliath, I think Goliath looks just like Torah here. It's insane. Mm -hmm. This is like, again, we don't know who Goliath is and what his relation to Torah is. Are they brothers? Are they cousins? Are they friends? We just don't know. But they look so much alike. Same eye color, Mm. same skin color, same gestures, the face. Yeah, the jaws are like identical. Mm-hmm. So like thick eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and he's like, oh, but he clearly does not work in the Baltimore gang because he's like, oh, that's Quincy, your boss's son. Yeah. So he's not his boss and he doesn't know Quincy. So already at this point, Goliath is not in the Baltimore clan. He must be a clan, he must be somewhere else. Yeah, he's, I mean, if, I guess, am I allowed to talk to her about version one? Or... Yeah, I guess so. Because in the version one of Midnight Poppy Land, Goliath belonged to the Nine Daggers clan. Right. So he, we know he does belong to the Nine Daggers clan here because Vincent talked about it in the two, two episodes back. Um, you know, he, he calls him their general. Mm-hmm. All right. That's so right. He, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah, so but I'm curious, like, how do they know each other, right? You know, is it like, does everyone on the average street know each other? Are they from the same family? Were they recruited in the same way, right? All these mysteries we need to be answered. Maybe they just mm-hmm. went to school together. <laughs> yeah. And now, um, Poppy asks him, oh, wait, Quincy is your boss's son? Which boss is that? But Torah. Trying to protect her. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Sweetheart. Oh, when he calls her sweetheart, I melt. <laughs> Well, he calls he calls a lot of people sweetheart. He calls like the ticket lady sweetheart. I just we just did episode one. <laughs> I'm like I'm like hey, he calls her sweetheart too. But it's like his you know throwaway line. Mm-hmm. But, but again, you know, here he's like you know he's being honest with her. He's not lying. He's just telling her that he can't talk about it. Right. I love Quincy. Yeah. He's like that chance. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's been a whining baby since then. Like, you know, he's used the same exact line now. Like who knows how many years later, where he's like, "I'll tell yeah. you know, I'll tell Daddy you beat me up," right? and he's just saying the same thing. "I'll tell Dad," right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, I don't know, right? Quint, does Quincy know what his dad is? Right? Does he? He doesn't seem to know what his dad is doing to Torah. Because if he did know that what his dad was doing to Torah, would he actually say such a thing? Right? Does he know that Vincent is abusing Torah? Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's aware. I wish that were the case. Part of me is a little bit more cynical and thinks, mm. you know, that it it might be kind of like all the self-defense mechanism and trying to ignore it because, you know, facing reality is so much harder. And he, yeah, like, where is all his money coming from? Like, he must, he's not stupid. So I yeah. think now, as an adult, Quincy yeah. does know. Quincy knows what his dad does now. That's the story because he talked about the, the the clan of the thug and whatever and violence. But as a kid, I don't know what he knew. And then also, I don't know to this day. Tell me what you guys think. I don't know if present day adult Quincy knows what Tora went through at the hands of his father. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I think we just don't. Know. I don't think we've really given us any indication of whether he knows or not. I wonder too, I think yeah. that Torah has hinted at it. Like, you know, do you know about like who personal experience about breaking a jaw, yeah, having your jaw jaw. broken, or like in Torah saying somebody's got to take out the trash? So, I mean, he must know something. Right. So, he, I think um, Quincy knows that Torah's violent experiences within the gang, but I don't know if he knows what his dad did to him. That would be a, that's a, that'll be an interesting thing to 
see more of as we begin to see more interactions between Quincy. I dread and, that moment too. I, I, I do. And it'll, it would be interesting to see if Quincy has no clue whatsoever. If Quincy suspects, if Quincy knows, but he and Tora just don't talk about it because like, how do you talk about that? Um, mm-hmm. It will be really interesting to see how that unravels as we go. Right. And maybe like, like I think you were saying before earlier, maybe this is a defense mechanism. He just can't, he doesn't want to think about it, right? Nobody wants to see their parent in that way. And we don't know exactly how he feels about his dad, right? But even, I, you know, there, I mean, I, we have, both both my husband and I have, um, you know, not in my, my immediate family, but like we've had family members who have been in, you know, who have had abusive parents. And, um, you know, you both love and hate that parent. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always a very complex relationship. You know, you see their bad side, but you also see their their weakness and what makes them be that way. And you know, we, we don't have Vincent's backstory, and I don't I don't really want to know Vincent's backstory. He seems like a bad guy, but but when it's your father, you you're very consistent. So I don't know how he feels about that. Another plot arc that I'm sure Lily will surprise us with. Yeah. Salt the right. wounds with. <laughs> right. Okay. Back to this, right? So, what happens? You know, they, what is Tora? Were they pants, Quincy? Oh my God! Yeah. This pantsless Quincy—that is hilarious. Oh, gold. Yep, and he makes that same like that same weird face that he does when like Tora, I don't know, hits him or something in the garage after he beats up his boss. Um, you know, like the fluster face. <laughs> Yep. You know, it's like Quincy uses his words. Like he says, "He's oh, you monster! I hate you!" Right? It's Quincy's only, only like defense is his words. Right? He doesn't do anything. He just, he just screams. Mm-hmm. But like, and then re- makes, and then makes Tora beta read uh, smutty fiction. Right? <laughs> He's getting his revenge many years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know, Tora and Poppy share this really sweet moment. Right? She's they're both laughing. Tora's covering his face. She. Turning her face in his back and like hitting his shoulder. It's so cute. It's adorable. That uh, girl, I lost it. Lost my marbles. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's about that's about where I lost whatever like last three that I've been hanging on to. It's so like she's like smacking oh. his shoulder. <sighs> mm-hmm. And this is like, you know, when did Tora ever see this intimacy? When did he ever get this camaraderie and this friendship and this closeness? Yeah, and never. And ah! the, what it's great that you mentioned that friendship because I think that he, I think before this, he was like, oh, my friends and I used to come here. Like, I think that was like the first time that he's talking about friends because he doesn't talk about Quincy as a friend, I think. Not to pop it. Oh, this is the like the, the friend that he sent the um, the bento box picture to, right? Who did he send it to? And he's like, oh, I don't have many friends. Right. So it was like, is that a Kunku or Gayu? I say Gayu, Gyu, whatever. But, um, <laughs> it's heartening to hear him say his friends. Mm-hmm. And then, out. Okay. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> I didn't, I'm just gonna say, oh, I'm just gonna be over here in a corner feeling sad for a second. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you if you scroll to the next panel, you'll see Taurus calves, and your sadness will go away. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right. So 
Torres Cavs with his boat shoes. And actually, right, he references you know, body. And she's like, oh, you got a pretty big be- head. And he's like, I got a pretty big body. Can't you say something more flattering? And then he asks her about, yep. Um, and then, you know, it's interesting here, right? He's like, oh, you better work on your people skills for climbing the corporate ladder. So I found it hilarious because first of all, my husband says that to me all the time because I'm doing an MBA and blah, blah, blah. Long, it's a long, long life story associated with it. But basically, I switched from being an like, artistic person to do um, doing business for financial reasons. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's interesting that, that Tora picks up that Poppy's in that world, right? He's, again, showing the difference between like his world and her world. She's in the in the corporate ladder world and he's outside of it. But he, he knows what world she's in, right? He's Girl, really he perceptive. Knows it, right. He knows what she does for work and he's like this is what you're doing in a way he's also trying to help her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, i mean it's interesting because all of the teasing brings out her assertive side brings out her pushing back against it brings out the brings out her saying no that's not it this is what i want this is what i'm gonna do even within all the little teasing it's interesting how that dynamic builds her up in that way by you know so sneaky her so much ah oh, so sneaky mm-hmm. i love it Right. And Poppy tells him, you know, she says that she should pick up um, people skills from him. So she, she sees him as somebody who has people skills, which is very flattering from her. Um, so anyway, so Poppy shows him the braid and <laughs> his reaction is mumble grunt. <laughs> He's so distracted by how good he looks that he can't form sentences. Also, Poppy's boobs have been on his back for a solid 10 minutes. His brain isn't working yeah. well anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he, I don't know if he thinks of himself that way. Like, I don't think he looks in the mirror and thinks I'm hot. I think he looks in the mirror. I think he recognizes the effect he has on other people, but I don't think he's at the place where he loves himself enough to really understand that about himself. You know, I think you're right. He looks so hot still. I'm just staring at that panel. I I mean, yeah, like good, good job, Poppy. Good job. And one of these days you will get Tora to look in the mirror and be like, damn good job you son of a bitch you look fabulous today but i don't think Tora is in the habit of doing that he's no. just, he just gets angry when his hair stands up because he's probably been berated for having messy hair over and over Aww. again poor baby yeah i mm-hmm. i love that she's like i guess that's man speak <laughs> <laughs> also the whatever font she uses for you know poppy's version of Tora speak I'm, yeah. I'm because you know she reads it as like mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's man speak for I I you, if I tell you, you want to speak all this make a real sound and hope that you mistake it for an answer. It's it's the cursing Muppet font. Mm-hmm. Either this is like whenever somebody tells me something and I don't agree with them, but let's say it's like a family member and I can't argue with them because it's rude. I'm just like, mm, mm, yes, I have these like non-committal sounds. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's both a yes and a no. <laughs> and a hmm. mm-hmm. and she knows that she'll punch that she's gonna punch him, right? She recognizes her own like immediate reaction. She's like, oh, he doesn't want to get punched by me. She knows her, what she does. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, any excuse uh. to get her hands on him. Any. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she tells him that, you know, he does have people skills, right? Toro buffs her off and he's like, no, like I don't have people skills. What are you talking about? Right. Again, like rejecting like a positive interpretation of himself. Mm-hmm. And then she says, well, you know, you actually do. You make me feel at ease when I'm around. That you. was so beautiful. And, and, you know, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. She's being so open and direct. And the body and, language in that panel. 
come on now. They're facing each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. Just sitting there. When Tora asked, how do you do that? I just. I... Oh, so cute. No, no. I had to just like put the phone down and just like. Collapse. Put myself back together for a second because. I don't know, my, my like mental voice just read it as this like really small, sort of quiet, still question that he was probably <laughs> like halfway to terrified asking and it just made me feel a whole mm. lot of things. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I was surprised that he did that because I feel like he's been so open this whole episode that, you know, he doesn't even realize how open he's being. He you know, he's been very open with her now. And but he still yeah. asks like, how do you feel when you're feeling so openly? It's like and you know what it gives away? It gives away how much else he wants to be able to tell her is what yeah, it does. I think that that's it. Like the trust and intimacy that's you know trying to build, and he's trying to work on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, yeah, he wants to be do more with her. And then Poppy is just straight up. She's like, I just do it, don't you? Right? It's totally <laughs> like natural. But he. She picks up. She's like, we barely know each other, and you seem pretty introverted. Again, this is very perceptive. By the way, introvert is like not a word that I have in my vocabulary. Like both my husband and I are super extroverts, and I have a very hard time picking up and like realizing that other people are introverts. <laughs> so I really admire. I admire the that. That is hilarious. <laughs> as an introvert, as, as an introvert, I can tell you that we all have spidey senses for one another. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> which makes me th- which makes me think um, and I mean we sort of already seen that that's what Poppy is you know, she's recharged with her with her time by herself mm-hmm. yeah and, but it's really nice that she understands Torah and that she can analyze him you know I think Tora, how many people like who has gone to Torah and talked to him about himself nobody talks to him about him right he's always has to be there for other people and he yeah. has to be Oh, he has to be super attuned to other people's emotional states to protect himself, right? With Vincent, especially, oh, right? he has to be super attuned to what's going on around him to help, you know, to keep those barriers up and make sure that he doesn't get hurt. And here she is focusing on him. Yeah. Like when has and when is when has Tora ever not been just a tool for uh, to, that other people use to get what they want? Now somebody's asking him what he wants. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing. And she asks him about like family, friends, Saki Rani. So Saki She is asking him about family. I'm curious if she did that because she's curious. Like she wants to know who is your family. Like he hasn't talked about his family, right? Neither has she. She well, she knows who dad died. But um, you know, she's probing. Mm-hmm. And um she recognizes the role that that Alice plays in his life because she calls her Granny. That's so cute. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And the next panel, her face. What have you been? What have you been? Oh, God, I love her face there. Is there a wife and three kids that I don't know about? Uh, right. And Perot's response, I'm always honest. Again, which is, I love that. You know, like, he really is. face. Like, he did not mm-hmm. even flinch. I'm always honest. Mm-hmm. I love that about mm-hmm. a man. Oh, my God, that panel, too. He looks so hot. Forget the braids. I'll take him with the braids. <laughs> Except when you said you mm-hmm. had big balls. <laughs> yeah. Right. And again, this is again him using him using a joke, but then you see, like he didn't actually want to say a joke. He said he did it both, right? He did it because he wants to get a rise out of her and she starts punching him and he catches her, right? Because he's ready this time. Yeah. But then he says to touch her. He says, I'm just saying you have a big heart. 
that, I mean, that open. Oh my gosh. And he, here he thinks he doesn't talk about his feelings. I mean, that was a very, very deep line to tell somebody. Absolutely. But let me uh, grab that. your wrist. So. Let me let me grab your wrist. Let me let me like put me my big you. hand around your little tiny mm-hmm. wrist, you like little magical ball of wonderful, and tell you that you have a big heart. And like Tora just laid himself wide open there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I think Again, Poppy showing like this. Really- I think I feel like Poppy missed it a little bit. Um. Well, she does talk about what the trouble she had in having a big heart, but yeah, maybe she also doesn't feel comfortable receiving that level of awareness from him because that's very that's pretty intimate uh, yeah yeah so she probably just, like moved past it you keep doing that on purpose though like, I think she's just like You're, mm-hmm. stop teasing me you big thug mm-hmm. yeah right and, and um you know now they get into talking about mr lamb and it's interesting right i didn't know poppy thought this about mr lamb right she's like you know, Tora's like, oh, he seems like an arrogant freak, but I guess he's all right, which I guess he's all right means he treated me with respect, mm-hmm. which he doesn't go into that. You know that. Right. And then Poppy, again, tells him, oh, you're so much kinder than me. Again, whoever has told Tora that he is kind? She is like, she sees things in him that nobody else sees. I just wanted to talk about, like, him bringing up Mr. Lamb, because I think he's trying also to protect her feelings there, like, but here's another example where you did great, even though, you know, you think you're getting into trouble. But, like, Absolutely. Mr. Lamb likes your painting. He looked pretty damn pleased, you know? Like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, help me. Like, why are you so cute? Tora is trying so hard to lift Poppy up. Uh, he, could, he could physically pick her up with one hand, but he's trying to use his words, and I'm really proud of him. Yeah, uh-huh. he's a he's a good soul. He really he is. is. You know, and um, you know, Poppy uh, insults his intelligence or insults his education. Actually, she's like, uh, he's a little chauvinistic. You probably wouldn't get that one. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he's sneaky. Oh, she's sneaky. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because he when she's altruistic later, you know, he asks her to explain it. And I, I kind of wonder if that's a joke. I think, actually... I think, I'm, well, it might be, you're, you're right. It might be. I, I would, I would love in the next episode like a for him to, to, to like drop some, <clears throat> drop, drop some of his favorite SAT words <laughs> that he doesn't get to use. And <laughs> just watch, watch Poppy literally eat her words. I mean, mm-hmm. despite <laughs> that, I think that I think he thinks Poppy is smart, and that and her mm-hmm. use of big words do not intimidate him. Which no. I also, mm-hmm. oh my he probably God. thinks it's really sexy. Laura, stop it right mm-hmm. now! Stop it right now! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody had pointed out um, that when he thinks in the panels where he's thinking, like on the rooftop. He's using full sentences and he's not using like his typical gangster talk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which again shows that he's pretty, he puts out an image and he presents, like he uses, like you were saying, code switching. Mm-hmm. He puts out, he puts out this language that he wants people to think of him as like a thug, but in his own brain, that's not how he thinks, which again, it shows like, he's just, he's constantly having to like act and put up a front. Well, that must mm-hmm. be so exhausting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now Poppy talks about how she trusts her own judgment most of the time, except when it fails. And then she looks sad and feels big time. We have Poppy starting to open up the Torah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah! I know. 
Yeah. And she like closes the single thing and she gets up, right? She feels uncomfortable. She wants to move away from this, this <laughs> intimacy, right? Because she, <laughs> but Tora's not letting it happen. She's like, Oi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, she says, my judgment fails and then stands up and walks directly to a cliff edge. That's right. <laughs> I, there, is, there is evidence for alarm in that action. Tora sweating bullets now. <laughs> like what, what, where did the, how did we get here? Yeah, but- and Tora again super protective right he rushes he stands up and she's like has her foot over the rail and he has his arm around her ra- waist and like don't you know you can't go what are you doing if you're getting in stupid ideas again I'm hauling you back home which I wonder if he thinks he's planning on jumping I don't know or if this is mm-hmm. just him or, or just a reaction to her even sitting on the ledge him being overprotective um, mm-hmm. yeah Hell which is very sweet <laughs> I don't trust you a single bit except you totally do mm-hmm. um and then, right, and then the cutest thing ever, right, she's like, okay, but you're you're grabbing my tickler spot, and then she's laughing, and Tora's, like, looking a little flabbergasted. <laughs> she's so like, cute. what, what is, what has happened? <laughs> he likes it. He <laughs> likes it. Oh, he it. loves it, but he's also so confused. He's, he's, he's not upset, but he is very confused. Yeah, that's the sweetest thing ever. Oh, and again, nice. like, this, you know, natural touch, like, finally, he's, he's getting like some good touch to counteract all the negative touch that he's had to do. So here, like his arm, you know, he has one arm on her waist, one arm on her elbow, and she has her hand on his wrist. It's just very, very sweet. And, you know, yes, keep touching each like, other. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have the famous um, setting where what has Tora done to her? He lights a cigarette. He's sitting on the ledge and Poppy is, Tied up. Oh, that that face though. Like she's giving Pop. She's she's giving Tora like that that steely eyed look that sent all of us over the edge. You know, whatever seven or eight episodes ago. That's sort of the first time that Tora has seen it. I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's smoking now. That's. I know he might be. (laughs) He's nervous. Uh huh. I'm wondering why he was smoking. Actually, I I couldn't. I, I didn't see anything to prompt that need for smoking. What do you think? The tickles made him stress, or I don't know, <laughs> like stress. Sure. Yes, that's that's the word. That's, what, that's yeah, the word. That's for what it. we're going for because we're gonna keep this PG thirteen. <laughs> he's just he's just sitting there smoking away his stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, anyway, and then and Poppy starts by yelling, right? This is humiliating. Why am I the only one that needs a rope? And then again, you no, know, Tora pouring, like, you know, digging the wound open because I'm 6'3 and you're 5 nothing, And she freaks, I'm 5 something and screw 6'3, which Echo. we're like, yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> and it echoes, and then she's just sort of out of battery for a second. Yeah, and you see, like, you know, she really, she was emotional about it, right? Hot, and like that that panel where, again, this is Lily's really cool. Like, when you when you draw, like, she put it in an extra panel just to show, like, her like her breathing, you know, her heavy breathing. Like, to show that it, this is an emotional impact. Right, the micro-expressions. Like, just... mm-hmm. so and Torin, his wisdom, he right away picks up on that. And he says, he knows that it's not just her being upset, like, oh, I'm tied up with a rope and you're, you know, and I'm short. He says, that's a lot of pent-up anger. Yeah, he recognizes what she's experiencing, and she in the next panel she still has her hands up, and she's still going, she's still breathing heavily. So she's it's it's really something that she's emotional about, and she acknowledges it. She says, "You can say that again." And then, 
the most sweet thing ever. <gasps> it's like 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 pickup line one mm. in the in the like cheesy movie pickup line manual. It's cold. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> it's like when in doubt, just say it's cold next to the big man wearing a sweater. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's mansplaining. And- like we're higher ground temperatures are low. No kidding. Yes, whatever, whatever you do, Tora, do not admit that you just want to hold her. You must find some other justification for this action. Scoot <laughs> closer to me. Okay, but you know he's putting out his cigarette when he's asking her <laughs> to scoot closer, mm-hmm. not to bother her. I think that was very, very cute. And then she's like, oh, I wasn't really yelling at you. You know that, right? Like, she still cares about, you know, him and making sure that mm-hmm. maybe he's not mad at her or something. That was very right. cute. And actually, I'm, I'm curious. To me, like, I felt that the fact that he was able to ask her to come closer and put his arms around her, I felt that that displayed more like, emotional health than I thought he had. You know, like his comfort <laughs> that he felt he could do his arm around him. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. You know, and this, that was mature. It was mature of him, and that was like self possessed of him. Um, you know, it showed that he was, he, to me, it showed that he has more like trust in himself and confidence in himself than I thought he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that she goes closer, you know, that's, I don't know. I, you're I mean, here on the ledge and you're getting closer to your thug. So he can warm you yeah. up. Okay, girl. I see. And you know, it, it goes back to like the choices that we all make to like either like take the step to let the person in a little bit more or to close the door a little bit. And he's you know, for everything that Torah is and Torah his experience, like we know that he recognizes opportunity, he's extremely emotionally intelligent and you know, to use a sniper analogy, like he, he recognizes when something is lined up. And I think, I think it's I, it, like, like you were saying, I think it speaks to his sense of self and self-worth and maybe a, a sense of value that he isn't a, like the, a way that he values himself that he maybe isn't even explicitly aware of that. He's just like, I'm going to take advantage of this moment and this little piece of happiness and, and connection mm-hmm. and warmth that, is not within my life normally like mm-hmm. he knows how to not screw things up when the opportunity presents them itself and it, yeah it's really great to see him doing that within this particular context mm-hmm. yeah oh and then he like stares pensively into the distance and asks you really such a pushover right Looking like- he says a Greek god, I may add. <laughs> Le Greek god. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, you know, again, like he he's being open with her, whether he realizes it or not. He says, I know, I know rage when I see it, sweetheart. But a long time acquaintance of mine. And he's like just looking somber. You know? I like this panel too, because like I think that when you're not like facing each other and you're like facing another way you're able to like open up more because you're yes. not like right in each other's faces so I think that this mm-hmm. moment gave them that opportunity like I know rage when I see it that I mean that has to be such a big step for him in admitting you know you know vulnerability Talking about his feelings and, you know establishment of intimacy <sighs> oh my god 
Yeah. And Poppy is just sitting there like taking it all in, right? And she, she acknowledges him, right? This is like a psychology thing. When somebody tells you something, you repeat it and you acknowledge what they said. So she said, it really must stink. And thanks for understanding. So she's, you know, she's accepting and legitimizing what he said, mm-hmm. which again, he has done it before. And then, you know, and she's also looking off in the distance. She's looking down, like her pose is relaxed. Her pose is like kind of surrendered. And you're just comfortable sitting there by his side with his arm around her. It's just something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Melted totally. I was like, this, I was like a goo. I like I know that they're talking about something heavy, but this panel is so beautiful. I cannot. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lily is an amazing, amazing artist. It's, it's stunning. It's you know, it um, I was thinking of what you said about um acknowledging and repeating and also Torah taking that action to be really vulnerable um both Torah and Poppy in their respective um work lives are like really like like Poppy's a real people pleaser (laughs) you know she's like brand new in this job she's working late she's working overtime she's kind of like the guys around the office kind of dig on her uh, and so she's always sort of like running around trying to make sure that everybody else has what they want and we've talked a lot about how you know, Poppy being around Torah is sort of the first time that Torah is experiencing anybody seeming to be really genuinely interested in his, you know, emotional life and well-being. But I, it seems like also, especially in the the second half of this this strip, that this strikes me as also being the first time in the panel that we've ever seen anybody like actively engage with how Poppy's feeling and how Poppy's doing. You know, right. she, she shared nuggets periodically yeah that were actually asked yeah her yeah and let her sit within that which is why mm-hmm. she, maybe that's why because she you're right she does look just so relaxed and surrendered and i don't think i've ever seen her have that so far in right. this like she's always moving mm-hmm. yeah i think Ordine has displayed you know, an interest in poppy but I mean, there's something special about, you know, when a, a guy does it, right? If you're if you're a heterosexual person that, you know, there's like that soulmate spark, that something extra special when you feel when when someone that you can be romantically interested in um, expresses that interest in you. Yeah. Yep. And then she talks about how I don't enjoy hurting people. This I thought first, I was like, well, is Taurus saying this? And then I realized she's talking about yelling. Uh, I think, um, actually, no, Lily clarified that on Patreon, that that it is um, Poppy talking about it and how she doesn't like to yell at people. And, you know, she uses the word altruistically, altruistic, and Poppy, Tora says, you know, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Say that in English. Yeah. yeah. I want him to use altruistic in his sentence next <laughs> next week. Please let him use altruistic in his sentence. Yes. And look, either, and then either use it with a bunch of other big words to clap back at poppy or he actually doesn't know how to use altruistic and then he uses it in a sentence and he just really wants like a scooby snack for doing a good job oh my god i don't know i will take either one <laughs> yeah and we, we know Tori has this fantastic memory and he you know he keeps bringing stuff up that poppy has like mentioned like let's say jackfruit right right outside of alice's restaurant she's like oh i smelled your jack jack mm-hmm. jackfruit and then like sometime later i don't even know when <laughs> he mentioned to her like smell like jackfruit he really listens to everything she says and remembers it. Yeah, the memory of an elephant. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's only when it comes to Poppy, but I'll take it. Yeah. Either way, he's bright and he's attentive to Poppy, so both are good mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And then here comes perceptive Torah psychologist number one. I mean, this guy is amazing. Have you been keeping yourself so busy that to stop yourself from thinking about that cheating Ooh. boyfriend? Oh my ah! Oh my girl. Gosh. <laughs> well, well done, ladies. That was excellently synchronized. Girl, girl, girl. Like, I, <laughs> let's talk about that panel being absolutely beautiful with like the background of like the night sky and Naren City and how Lily uses the color scheme in them to make them, you know, look like they're part of that background. It's just so amazing. However, him being so perceptive that he is, you know, bringing these things up to her. Oh, yeah. Challenging her. She mentioned the cheating boyfriend one time in the midst of their, like, remember. Yeah, and you you would think that it would have been heated enough that he maybe wouldn't remember because the argument was sort of about him and he remembered. He is so perceptive. I... I mean, I guess when it comes to Poppy and that's a very important piece of information that she, you know, is single. That is a very right. important piece of information that she is single and also that she's been treated like crap. So don't you repeat it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, you know, this is something that, that people have discussed <clears throat> on Patreon and on Facebook. You know, the fact that he calls him a cheating boyfriend and not an ex-boyfriend. I think this is, <gasps> um, you know... Oh. Right. This is Torah. And this is not my original thinking. You know, many people, other people have said this um, too many to name, but they said, you know, Torah wants to know, is he the rebound? Is he, is he, is he, is he available? Like, does she still want to get back together with her boyfriend? He knows that she hasn't even thought about it. And he wants to make sure he wants to protect himself, you know, know where he stands. Plus, I think it's good for us to know also, because we haven't seen that side of Poppy. We have seen, I think, you know, I'm Lily has hinted at it. We saw how, Jewelry was an ass about the mm-hmm. bento that she made for him. Oh my god, so I, yes. Like, Poppy, I, I you know, I, I don't, I know you do not want to go back to jewelry. Like, please don't let that even be in the background. But we also haven't heard her talk about it ever. Yeah. I don't think she has. That was one of my big think about it either. You know, she's moving, like you mm-hmm. said. That's important. Like she's trying to maybe think about it later and process it later and and a lot of people do that um it's so hard to look at that kind of pain right up front especially because it sounds like they were high school sweethearts and so it's been going on for a long time how do it's so hard to hold all the history that you've had with that person and the weight of the the years that you had been expecting to have with them the years of might have been should have been that now suddenly are not Mm -hmm. it's like you have to hold like a decade of your life in your arms that now seems like you have to throw it away and like half of it hasn't even happened no of Mm -hmm. course she hasn't looked at it you know it's interesting like i'm i one of the things i'm realizing is that people bring their own personalities to that interpretation so when i when i read this um and one of the very first things i thought after her after she discovered jewelry um, cheating on her i was like why isn't she processing it and i realized like now especially hearing you guys talk the way I process things is I don't let it go until I'm done. I right away, like as soon as something hits me, I process it right then and there. And I obsess over it. I, you know, take how long as it takes, but like I do it right then and there. I don't push things off. And I, I realize, like, right, Poppy is not like that. Poppy pushes things off. She doesn't want to think about it. And you know, what's also interesting is that um, I, did we discuss this? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember if we discussed it in this episode or if we discussed it in the earlier episode I did, where um, people are um, are saying that. You know, oh, um, are they 
romantically interested in each other like what's 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 their relationship at and the way that like I met my husband and the way that my like my emotions are I fell in love right away I, anytime you know there was I saw a guy fell in love like instant love and both of us um you know we at the end of our second date we had like a blind date that friend set us up and then of our second date we were like okay maybe we get married third date it was like we're getting married and so when I see people yeah and we're married for 10 years <laughs> and when I see people I'm like yeah of course they can fall in love in two weeks like that's like totally normal because that's how I did it and I realized that you know not everyone's like that right so Poppy and Tora probably are taking longer than that and I, I think that's also a very I, I want to say kind of like western view of relationships and needing to put names to a relationship like I don't mm-hmm. I mean I'm Puerto Rican I don't think that we have this sort of need of, of establishing where we are in the relationship as much and the concept of like are we dating or, or that sort of thing as much as you know in, in America that I, that I see so I, I don't understand the need for, for an establishment of you know a term for it yet because they're just like they just met they're getting to know each other i just let it happen yeah and they're doing a very good job so far even if she is tied down with a rope it's fine (laughs) (laughs) you know you you know i i I think if she asked he would take it off probably probably Mm -hmm. But he I think, had I think a she rope is accepted. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Mafia. <Yeah. laughs> he he has to be prepared to um like tie people up and throw them in the river at a moment's notice. No, sure. Let's <laughs> let's okay, let's call it that. I my mind was going elsewhere. Or Tora <laughs> was really hoping that he would run into Poppy and that she shared certain mutual interests. <laughs> <laughs> or that. Right. Like like rock, rock climbing, right? Rock climbing the mountain. That yep. right. Mount Everest. Okay. Mount Tora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that one. Where is that? <laughs> must must be must be the next one over from Regina's feet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, we do need to wrap this up because it's been a while. Okay. And but you know this episode ends with like. Poppy, you know, her eyes open a little bit, right? Because, again, she's, Tora's basically slammed something in her face that she was avoiding. And then she, like, her eyes go down and her, like, her mouth goes down and, you know, she's sad. And that's where it ends. And we are hoping, we are hoping for a long conversation next episode. I really need it to be next Friday night, right now. (laughs) Everyone thinks that. So I'm just, like, afraid because we've had a lot of fluff I'm waiting yeah. for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yep, the hammer, the, the hammer's coming. Mm-hmm. Guys. Brace yourselves, stock up on marbles, get your wine, get your stuffed animals, get your like weighted blankets. Yes. It it might not be next week. It might it might not be this Friday. It might be the coming Friday. But I have a feeling that we're gonna be not okay. Yep. Right. That's how it is. If um 
Have you ever read? I'm so one of my interests is like story writing, and I have this book by Robert McKee called Story, where mm-hmm. he talks about like how to build the story and how to make it interesting. And one of the things is you have to change like the emotional value of a scene from the beginning of the scene to the end of a scene. And yeah, so it's like it's like the up and down, the up and down, the up and down, right? You can't have too much positivity, you can't have too much negativity. It has to be like you know back and forth, back and forth. So yep, we're um, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, brace yourselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.